Unturned is presented by Update AI. Let's say you wanted to introduce a product. One way you could introduce a product is like, hey, you these are the four features uh, that you should use. Another way to do that is show them customers your size are using these 11 features. You're only using eight. Do you want to talk to a customer success manager or an account manager or self-buy something? So those are the kind of things that we would do. And we will show them the data behind that and like give them the action to like learn more. So what we just did is we gamified this using benchmarking, but without calling it benchmarking, without calling it like gamification. Welcome to Unturned, a show about the leaders and innovators of companies who have forged incredible customer relationships and stories you can use to advance your own career. Here's your host, Josh Schechter. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Unchurned. I'm Josh Schachter, the founder and CEO of Update AI. And joining me today is Dickie Singh, founder and CEO of Cast, Cast App. Dickie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, Josh. So I'm going to do my best to, to give the quick, you know, bullet pointed list of, of Cast. So you guys do automation. You're an automation first platform. You're helping companies drive growth and revenue from existing customers, i.e. customer success is a big persona, big uh, ICP for you. Um, you're a startup. Update AI is a startup. Uh, you guys are U.S. based and you're you're growing within the customer success space. That's the only introduction that I want to give because I I myself as a founder, CEO, am very sensitive to how people introduce my company. So I want to <laughs> give you that same respect and courtesy. And I want to let you take a moment to introduce our listeners on Unchurned to Cast. Absolutely. Thank you again, Josh. So uh, Cast is an automation platform to help customer success and revenue teams scale growth and revenue from existing customers without expanding teams. So with Cast, you use an automated bot or a virtual customer success manager to share and explain customer insights to all personas and tie them to actionable recommendations and practical advice at scale at every point in a user's journey with the product. So, so walk me through that. Like let's, let's, people are listening here. So let's get, let's, let's get everybody visualizing this. What, what exactly is that product user journey? I know there's, there's, there's a lot of video based components to your product. So like, how does that manifest itself? Yeah. So we have a patent on scalar video presentation. So basically what we are doing is taking your data or customer's data from several sources. It could be like Snowflake, Salesforce, or uh, any of the Google, Amazon, or Microsoft data sources. We collect the data, put it together. There's a project that ties it up together, and we are able to generate presentations for each persona. In other words, what you show to a C or a V-level executive is different from what you show to a power user. And those presentations are not just sharing insights. They actually tie actions and advice to the data. So in other words, you're telling a story, backing it up with like data, convincing users to take the action and making it like frictionless for them to take those actions immediately within the uh, video presentation. So so what I what I love about what you're saying is and I can relate to to it myself with Update AI, we're in artificial intelligence our business, but insights and AI without actionability mean very little. And so I love hearing you talk about how you're presenting this information to your customers 
but in a way where it's action first. So give us an example of like what might be a display of information that you would then want people to take specific action on. Yeah. So first of all, um, you touched on something very important, like business intelligence is consumed very differently from customer intelligence, right? You have to make it like really bite-sized and actually, uh, you know, make it very digestible and back it up with like uh, story data and then ask for the action. You have to convince the user. So one example is, uh, let's say you wanted to introduce a product. One way you could introduce a product is like, hey, these are the four features uh, that you should use. Another way to do that is show them, Customers your size are using these 11 features. You're only using eight. Do you want to talk to a customer success manager or an account manager or self-buy something? So those are the kind of things that we would do. And we will show them the data behind that and like give them the action to like learn more. So what we just did is we gamified this using benchmarking, but without calling it benchmarking, without calling it like gamification. And we showed the data to to them to back it up and gave them uh, an option to like learn more about it. And they could self-serve. They could like, depending on whether it's PLG motion or SLG motion, they could self-serve or like get assistance from an account manager. We're going to get more into into the business uh, momentarily. As, uh, as, as a fellow founder, I'm always interested in hearing the stories of other founders. Let's get back into Cast a little bit. I love hearing stories from founders about how they came up with the concept and how they went from zero to one. So it's just, it inspires others. It inspires me. We all learn from each other's stories and narratives and mistakes and what worked and what didn't. Tell us a little bit about how that worked for Cast App. So how did you come up with the idea for Cast App? Yeah, so I've always been like, um, so I've had like two companies before, right? One of them was Encounters and another uh, Pies. And so one of the things that I noticed is, um, you know, we have daily active users and monthly active users who like, you know, log in into your system and you can show them stuff, right? And then there's this other set of users, we think of them as additional users who are actually paying for the product and they're benefiting from it. But someone is taking data from your application, putting it into PowerPoint and presenting it to them and uh, they are making decisions about the product. And these are people who will like never log in into your product. And our tendency is usually, you know, drive people into the product, try to make them monthly active users, show them like a dashboard without explaining anything. And then, so what we decided, instead of like trying to bring the people into the product, what if you could take the product to the people? And mind you, these are like, think of them as additional users. Continue having people who are logging in, showing in, showing them value and brought in your product. But these are like additional users. So we came up with the system uh, at CAST, like what if we could generate the presentations and deploy them over text, over email, over chatbots, or any any channel that you choose, and then uh, are able to reach those people who would not normally log in into your product. So are we talking about the decision makers that you're really helping to propagate information to them so that they know what's going on? Decision makers are part of them, but there could be anyone. It could be a C-level executive. It could be even the CFO who's not interested in the product, but wants to know, are we getting ROI from this investment? So, or it could be an operator who's interested in certain parts of, it could be like a power user. Anyone who logs in into your system or does not log in could benefit from taking those presentations to them. 
When I first came across um, Cast App, and and I'm you know familiar with your product, I haven't used it myself, but I'm familiar with the product. And what what kind of stood out to me was this sense that I'm, I'm hearing a lot about scaled success, digital enablement, digital touch points, scaled success. And I I thought that Cast App played into that universe. Is that correct? Are you playing into scaled success, or is that maybe a misnomer that I'm that I'm spreading through th- this dialogue right now? No, I think uh, people approach us with uh, talking about like scaled success all the time, but very quickly they move. They, you know, they expand into other tiers as well. So for us, you know, sometimes we think of it as a hook. It's like you know. People are talking about scaled and automation. They think of cast, they come to us. And then very quickly, within like maybe 10 weeks or so, they start uh, expanding into like uh, other tiers. Obviously, you do not want to ignore the 20% of, or, of the, or, the, or the 30% of the lower tiers of the customers, right? So, um, and, and then so scaling is certainly not limited. To uh, just those tiers, it's uh, you can scale across uh, several uh, you know uh, segments, including the lower segments that we just talked about. So you're you're spanning across the the board of, of segmentation. Yeah. yeah. So, but for us, it's it's a hook to get into. Like you know, customers are usually come to an automation platform or a digital platform and they say, "Hey, what do we do about these lower tiers?" But very soon they realize that oh, this is useful across the board. Right. So as I was saying earlier, like uh, almost everyone expands. So, you know, automation kind of helps customer success managers become what I call like new problem solvers versus as like any repetitive advice or recommendation that's based on data uses, adoption, retention can be and should be automated. And that's what our platform uh, really does. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, what are people looking for? Yeah, people are looking for scaled platforms, digital platforms, right? When they search for the lower 20, 30% of their uh, segments. Yeah. Can you tell us, you guys, when did you launch uh, Cast App? We actually started uh, like two years ago, but we started selling like six months ago. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So you're, 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 you know, you've got us, you've got us uh, beat here to the, to the finish line by several months, which is great. So I want to learn your lessons. Tell us about the first couple of customers that, that you brought on um, and, you know, kind of what that, what that story looked like, who, who those folks were, if you can share, but more importantly, just how you went about that first initial go to market. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think uh, any enterprise product or B2B should not be designed in a vacuum. Like uh, you need to work with uh, certain customers who are willing to give, give them, give you their time. Right. So obviously you call them like design partners and I totally agree. So these are, these are customers who, you know, don't worry about like how much they're paying you or, or, or not. We did charge our customers nominal amounts initially, then when we upgraded, but they helped us create the product. And, you know, they helped us iterate through it. So essentially we asked them, what are the kind of problems that you are trying to solve in your tech stack that you're not able to solve with, uh, with what you have? And then, you know, we worked with, uh, Teresa from Aruba, Warrito from, uh, Pure Storage and Dallas from like Good Time. And these, these, these folks like, you know, really helped us. Uh, with the kind of problems that they were having and how we could solve it uh, in a different way. One thing became clear is people who use products that are meant for pre-sales are, are, are very different from 
products that you should use for existing customers. And I say that as an example, because uh, you don't know anything about your new customers, so you can make assumptions. But when you have existing customers, you're supposed to know everything about them. So you cannot make that many assumptions, right? So the, the data accuracy is a big thing. So you cannot ask for the same information again and again. So this we learned this over time. For example, a lot of people use surveys, right? They ask the same question again and again. You cannot do that for existing customers. You should know all that information. You can ask the customer to like correct that information, for example, but you cannot ask them the same information again and again. So these are some of the things that we learned over time talking to these uh, three customers that I just mentioned. Uh, but 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 I'm doing that round of applause to Teresa from Aruba, Orlito from Pure Storage, and Dallas from Good Time because um, you know building a startup is really tough, and it takes folks like Teresa, Orlito, and Dallas to, to really buy into the vision and take a risk and and really kind of step out onto that ledge with folks like Dicky. So thank you as a founder going through this right now. Um, that's it. Really matters. It really matters in helping to spawn innovations. Did someone say ChatGPT for customer success? For free? Update.ai has you covered. CSMs get automated summaries of every customer call. That's real time savings that adds up. There's no bot, and Update even works alongside other tools like Gong. Sign up today at www.update.ai. That's update.ai. So a question for you, Dickie, is when you were talking to Aruba, Pure Storage, and Good Time, and you said that you, you just kind of, you know, were, were open aperture, just learning about what their needs were within their current processes and, and products and tech stack. What what trends did you pick up on? I mean, clearly it, it aligned with the current, uh, where you are today with CASIP or where you're going, but like, what was the most salient acute pain point that you said, okay, we can build a painkiller for this? So I think one of the things that we learned fairly quickly, like all these three customers did not think of customer success as managing customer success managers, right? They did not think that every problem should be solved by hiring more customer success managers. Uh, You know, they were like thinking of like scale early on. Good Time is a PLG motion company. Pure Storage and Aruba are not, right? They're like SLG. But they have very strong digital teams, right? They have, they're managing like thousands of customers, uh, and, and personas with very few people, right? So I think that was the key. That's why we picked those few customers. And one of the things that came to is like, not everything is managing customer success managers. There's a whole lot more to it. And not everything is like one to many. And I'll, 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 I can talk about that more a little later, but that what I'm trying to point out is uh, one to many, meaning like you generate content and send it to everyone. Like, for example, like a podcast is one to many, whereas uh, one to one usually is thought about like a customer success manager reaching out to a customer and talking to them one on one. But what we are going into is a, a one one to one, a personalized approach of like talking to your customers. I think that that's what came out, which was very important to them is you know, a lot of emails that you get today is like, hello, Josh, but the rest of the content is the same, right? And you can, you can see through it that, but, that, but, but in other, on the other hand, you could also generate like a very thoughtful content that is specifically for Josh, the CEO of like update.ai versus as Karen, uh, individual contributor 
who works for Josh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about personalization at scale uh, effectively as a category, um, which is something that is, is, is obviously popular these days and for good reason. Um, and, and when I think about what you're saying, it, it requires a, a lot of data, uh, your, your product, right? Like being able to, to take all these different data inputs and spit out a presentation that's meaningful and then it's personalized. And, and, and so I, I guess if I'm thinking about being in your shoes six months ago, 12 months ago, approaching, let's say Aruba, which is, you know, enterprise customer, enterprise company. Um, I can imagine that that's gotta be really tough, right? To like, to, 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 to get access to, to, to data and get some of these companies to sign off on being one of the initial customers. What did that look like for you? If you can share. Um, I think um, I forget how we started talking to them. I think it was just through a LinkedIn uh, referral or so, like, you know, reaching out on LinkedIn and just continuously trying to reconnect, connect, reconnect. And then, or either that or somebody made an intro, I forget, but uh, it was like over a year and a half ago, right? Like they, uh, when we started talking to them, we were showing them, this is what we are working on. This is what, what do you think? Get thoughts and all that stuff, right? Early on. So I think that's what we were doing. Same thing we did with Borlito and then uh, Dallas uh, early on. We were like, you know, showing him like, hey, this is what we're working on. And now even today, he's helping us with some of the new features that, that are coming out, which is like uh, automated campaigns and, and, uh, and, and automated reminders or nags, what we are calling it internally, right? So some of the things are still coming from uh, from him and like being able to change the message, uh, make the message much smaller. Uh, so people uh, click on it, like, you know, just the, the command prompt uh, way of like saying things like how you see copy on a marketing website. So that's the, that's the kind of messaging that needs to be generated or so. One one quick question there, better with what you said. Why nags? Why why call those nags internally? Why not call them nudges, Dicky? Uh, you know, I, I when I get like inputs like from a lot of salespeople like trying to sell me some crypto or something, right? Like that's what I think think of, right? Like you know, uh, they like they keep on sending the same thing. But we we actually yeah we don't. I just mentioned nags, but it's like uh, <laughs> sorry to call you out of that. Automated reminders, yes. Yeah. Reminders, reminders. Yeah. You're a very authentic person. That's why I like you is that you, you call things as I could just tell that you're authentic, your authenticity. And so there we go. So it's, you know, you're calling a spade a spade. It's a nag, you know, that let the economists and let the marketers call it a nudge or, or whatever the case might be. All right. I'm digressing on this topic. So, um, I, I think that's great. Again, going back to, um, those folks working with you and it sounds like they were involved even as you were putting the finishing touches on the product in the development of the roadmap and, and, and helping to create the features that would work for them, but balancing what you knew would work for your business as well to grow. As you think about, so, so now we've brought on in our narrative here of your story, we've brought on your first customers. We came up with the idea. We brought on the first customers. Now people are using the product. That's really exciting. How do you measure the success of a product like Cast? Do you, are you able to measure all of the key metrics? What are those key metrics that you're looking at? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question, right? So let's just, uh, the peel the onion a little bit, like, you know, so what are you really doing with an automation product, right? So, uh, we established that customer marketing is the opposite of acquisition marketing, right? So you're marketing to customers versus as, as trying to bring new. Uh, sharing customer insights and intelligence with your customers is, again, very different from business intelligence, right? Uh, and then what are you doing? You're recommending features and you're recommending new products based on the insights and intelligence that you have about your customers. You're giving advice. You're giving advice again and again. 
So you do want to measure the output, like, you know, how many features people bought or how many uh, new products people bought or how many times they provided feedback or how many times they they watched a presentation. Like, you know, sometimes we have people watch presentations 2.8 times, for example, right? But you also do not want to ignore the top of the funnel, right? For example, um, you know, we recommend people don't use uh, marketing platforms to send emails, use transactional uh, platforms because the, you know, the, the rate is higher, uh, the reachability rate is higher. But if if only 5% of the customers open uh, the email or they click on the link, the top of the funnel, that means you're not going to be able to show them the recommendations and feedback. It'll kill you. It'll kill your business. Right. So, I mean, email is like one of the channels for us, like, you know, texts, emails, in-app, inside your mobile app, even in chatbots. All of these things are like supported and people are using it widely. But email is like kind of still king to reach users who are not logging in into your system, right? So I think of them as those, even if it's like 5%, there's a 5% additional users who did not log in into your system, right? So I think of it that way, but at the end of the day, we work really hard to personalize each persona's uh, email uh subject line, each user's email body, and like making like very relevant to them, like why they should uh, watch this presentation or like see this kind of thing. So it's again, a top funnel metric that you need to like work on so that you can get to the bot- the mid level and bottom level metrics. Okay. So, so you're in a funnel model here because you have the dissemination of your information. So you want to see, are people actually getting to, to, to view that information? Then I heard you talk about an example of like the 2.8 views on a video. So you want to see are people actually watching the content, consuming the content. Keep going downstream. What are you looking for as far as like the ultimate value creation from the product and and how the customer, um, yeah, how the customer creates value? I mean, like uh, just like in in marketing and our customer marketing, you are looking, you may be looking at like clicks, you may be looking at uh, anything, but at the end of the day, you want to see like if they bought a product. Right. If they uh, upgraded a feature or if they listened to the recommendation that you were trying to send to them. In other words, let's say you're maybe the recommendation is listen to this podcast. Right. Just in time, it was brought and people clicked on it and listened to this podcast. So we want to measure all those things. We think of all of them as recommendations and feedback. So that's the bottom of the funnel. Uh, and that's what we kind of share in analytics with our customers. Great. I want to uh, leave us with this, Dickie. We hear so much about different products in the CS world, in the go-to-market world, uh, across the different segments of high-touch and, and scaled success. What's your predictions for where the industry is going, and particularly in this kind of digital-led framework, which I think is where Castap falls squarely in? What, what do you, where do you see us going? Yeah, I think... Um... Quite honestly, like digital led or automation first or digital first, all these are becoming a norm, right? Um, the reason I say that is uh, most of our customers, as I said earlier, start with the lower tier. They approach us like, you know, we want to do something for the lower tier. Or they will come and say like, hey, we need help with just renewals uh, or something. But very quickly, they expand into the other uh, tiers or so. I think it's becoming a norm that you do digital first and automation first. And when the CSM is needed or when the account manager is needed, you bring them on automatically. So for example, one of the recommendations that we have is share the Calendly of a CSM. And so that customers can click and like create 
uh, create a meeting or, you know, we support currently Jilly Piper and several such integrations, um, including like GoodTime, which is a customer. So, um, so CS is, as I was saying, is not just about like uh, one-on-one CSMs. It is, it has, is one-to-many like these podcasts and webcasts. It's many-to-many, for example, the Wikipedias that you create with your customers in mind or the, uh, the communities that you have. It's also the customer operations team who's like helping uh, with the tech stack. It's the support staff. It's also the, the self-help and the documentation and everything that the customers are reading. We need to just make sure that all these items are available to your customers at the right time. Dickie Singh, founder and CEO of CastApp. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed learning your story and wish you the very best of luck. Thank you so much, Josh, for having me. And I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks again. Hey guys, it's Josh. Don't hang up. If you enjoyed this episode, you know what? Even if you didn't, I'd love for you to give us a rating in iTunes or Spotify. And after you do, email me at josh at update.ai with the name of your favorite charity. And my company, Update AI, will make a donation on your behalf. I'd love to connect with each of our listeners. Send me a LinkedIn request and I'll accept it immediately. Just go to www.update.ai slash LinkedIn and it'll redirect to my profile. Thanks.